Welcome to the Philosophy Podcast, where host and lacrosse expert Jamie Monroe will do what he does best, talk about lacrosse. Each episode will provide listeners with education, insights, stories, and lessons about the lacrosse world. We will discuss current events, coaching, philosophies, and college lacrosse recruiting. Now let's get started with your host, Jamie Monroe. All right, let's talk about the North Division, and we'll kick it off with what seems like an expansion with Halifax Thunderbirds, but as we know, it's really just uh, the former uh, Rochester Nighthawks. Yeah, it's, it's a little, little They've got some of the best stars in the game. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's tough to, to kind of get your head around that. And then I think after this year, it'll that, that kind of will settle down, that that's the old Rochester and the new Rochester is the expansion team or whatever. So uh, as far as the, the, the Thunder Round was called in the Nighthawks right there, Jamie. So as far yeah. as the Thunderbirds go, uh, their captain, Cody Jamison, I think is the first name that comes to mind. And everything that he has done in his career, another Syracuse guy, of course, and, and just – He's won everything. You know what I mean? He's won, and he's just a winner. He's just a winner. And then he wills his team on a nightly basis to, to get the job done. And then you look on the other end of, of the floor, and they got the best defender in the game, the guy I call the Cyborg, Jamie. I'm going with the yeah. Cyborg for, for Graham Hossick. Uh, this guy is a freak, man. Like, and nobody wants to go up against number four. Uh, for the Thunderbirds like he is a shutdown and now over the last kind of six eight months through the summer season and the world he started to find a scoring touch man and then that like that's scary if this guy starts scoring compared and do, does what he does on the defensive end he's got to be in the in the conversation for best player on the planet he is and you know he's the he uh is one of those like like Stotts, one of the best players that nobody knows. I coached him uh, with uh, the late great Coach Huntley as his assistant um, with the Atlanta Blaze, and Hasek was on our roster. And I mean, honestly, like he would just pick up, just manhandle, throw people, like with his. Yeah. He can be running with you, lift you, and throw you. Like like, there's only a few people in the world I've ever seen do that, and he's one yeah. of them. He would do it yeah. to Rob Pinnell. Like, people don't want any part of him. I mean, he is, yeah. like, literally, he is a freak. And he does have more – he does have good hands, and he does have an ability to score. But I do think it's just, like, it's like every other athlete on the planet, he has to gain a little more confidence in doing so. And all of a sudden, he's getting breakaways. And yeah. Balls. It's scary, scary stuff. Uh, I sometimes wonder if he's full human. Like, I don't know if there's a little robot in there or not. So, I'm going with Cyborg for, for, for Hoss. He lives uh, on a farm and just like yeah, you know, I imagine now. Hay all of, all yeah, sure. Wrestling bulls in his spare time. Yeah, unbelievable. Um, another guy, another forward on that team, another lefty to play with Jameson is uh, Eric Fennell, former Ohio State Buckeye and mm-hmm. former St. Catharines Athletic. Yeah, who, uh, this, uh, I know for a lot of years because my son played in St. Catharines for five years, and right. I kind of knew the Fennells and. Um, this guy went to Division Three, I forget what school in Michigan, and um, next thing you know, he gets picked up by Nick Myers and and helps lead them to a championship game and very close to being able to beat Maryland. But this guy is a beast of an athlete. Um, did you know he was the best goalie in his grade year of like the '94s? 
No, I did not know that. He started when Darius Kilgore was coaching the, the A's. He moved them. He needed scoring, and they had Eric Penny already. Yeah. So yeah. Fennell was the starter, and they moved him to offense, and he was much happier doing that anyways. But he was a goalie all the way up till he was about 19 years old. Interesting. Interesting. I don't know if you knew this or not either, but his dad, Steve Fennell, yep. uh, Team Canada, uh, NLLer with the, the Rock, I believe, National Cross League champion, Lived a bit of a hard life, uh, did Steve yep. Pennell, and, and but I remember uh, him coming through Ohio State to end that championship game against Maryland. He's actually battled a, a little bit of a knee injury the last couple of years. I yeah. think he's back to, to full health now. But, uh, you know, the other two guys I think that, that helped that offense uh, for sure, Austin Shanks and yep. Kyle Jackson, uh, who at one point was Michigan's all-time leading scorer. I don't think he is anymore because I think somebody took that over. I can't remember who it was. I think – Spadens, McSpadgen uh, might have done that. But anyways, uh, Kyle, again, a nice mix there of different types of offensive players that all kind of do their do their job and help that offense be successful. And they got a little bit of everything uh, on that uh, Thunderbird roster. And a guy like Chris Bushy, who had a real breakout year last year, didn't even uh, see time in their opening game. So some nice depth there as well. How about um, Stephen Keogh? Former Syracuse mm, product. Yeah, sweep the I carpet. Mean, that yeah. dude is tough as nails, and he is so skilled. I remember him coming out to this camp we were doing in St. Catharines back in the day, and just watching this guy shoot was insane. And of course, they've got um, Clark Clark Pedersen, uh, yeah, nephew of the late great Dave Huntley. Right. Yeah. Um, big was big Clark. Top picks and what a mental cup he had uh, in 2018. This guy is just an incredible player and played in the PLL. Um, Unbelievable player from Cornell, three-time captain. At yeah. Well, I'll tell you, I was trying to convince Derek Kanan and, and owner of the Rush, Bruce Urban, that, that Clark Pedersen should be their guy at uh, at number three. Um, or is it four? I can't remember. But it uh, they did they, they selected Holden Garland, which I'm not going to dispute, but uh, I'm a huge Clark Pedersen fan. Huge. Yeah. Um, and I think, I think he's got uh, – the sky's the limit for his future for sure. Just an absolute gamer, right? Like he, 100, 100 miles an hour every shift and, and just uh, one of those guys that's going to run through a wall for you. Yeah, so tough. And, you know, a three-time captain at an NCAA Division One program, I mean, that that's doesn't no happen joke. very often. No, that's, no, that's no joke. It's no joke. Um, well, we got to talk about a little bit more about Cody Jameson before we move on. Um, is there anybody that you've ever seen shoot the ball like Cody Jameson? He's, he's, he's pretty unique in that regard, isn't he? And uh, one of the best corkscrews or twisters or whatever you want to call it uh, down there, Jamie, he's, he's got an unbelievable release on his shot. And, really and I think it, it's really about repetition with that guy. I can't even fathom how many shots that guy spent in the ILA late at night with buckets of balls and just whipping you know what i mean and you can right. see that he's done it thousands and thousands and thousands of times so when it comes to do it when the bright lights are up and, and the game's on the line it's mental memory and muscle memory and and everything like that and he just he just picks corners it's what he does it's insane so for the listeners uh this twister this corkscrew the shot that Darius kilgore calls a curveball i want you to think about if you sh- if you're a lefty and you were shooting sort of sidearm, semi-sidearm, 
that it would give you more angle to the far side, but it would right. also your tell the goal. What sticks sees will see more than what your eyes do. Okay, so yeah. when you think about sidearm, and you, you've got all this added angle, and the goalie knows it, and when they see your stick go that way, it allows you to pull it, okay? So think about the deception of a sidearm shot when you've got angle increase to the far side, but you've got deception to pull it. This corkscrew, this twister shot, is, is the inverse. It's where your stick goes to the inside on a three-quarters angle, and it's telling the goalie, it's giving you added near pipe angle, and it's mm -hmm. telling the goalie that you might go there, which allows you to essentially almost virtually curve it to the far side. And, and the way that, that Cody Jamison does this is such a thing of beauty. Again, if you have never really looked at this, Google Cody Jamison and look at this shot. You won't believe the way, the way he does yeah, it. Yeah, then try and break it down into slow motion if you can as well to really get a good idea of what he's doing. It's, it's crazy. It Although Darius Kilgore says he's never – Cody's never beaten him in a shooting contest, so. Oh, uh, well, I, I – listen, I would not dispute that either <laughs> because uh, Darius could shoot the ball pretty well himself. <laughs> um, all right. The Philacrosophy Podcast is brought to you in part by the JM3 Coaches Training Program, now featuring a seven-day free trial period. And here's your host, Jamie Monroe, with more information on how you can get your hands on some of the best lacrosse content out there for free. How's it going, everybody? Thank you so much for tuning in to my podcasts. I've had so much fun doing them. I only wish that I'd started recording my lacrosse conversations like 25 or 30 years ago. Now, if you like these podcasts, you will love the content I've created in the JM3 coaches training programs and the academies. Whether you're a coach or a player or a parent, there's so much great information for you guys. I've done this content for men's lacrosse and women's lacrosse, for box lacrosse, field lacrosse, youth lacrosse. And the great news is I've created a seven-day free trial. So if you're tired of endlessly searching the internet for great content, just go to www.jm3sports.com slash free trial. And you can get access to all of the content I've created for free for seven days. Trust me, when you take a look at it, you're going to want more. Almost everybody gets hooked. All right, enjoy the rest of the podcast. Let's move on to the Buffalo Bandits. The Banditos, yes. Uh, in the the NLL Cup just a year ago, but really, Jamie got uh, absolutely hammered. Uh, in the offseason with losing a couple of players in the expansion draft. And, and, you know, Shawnee Evans, one of the best in the world to ever play the game. Uh, and Jordan Durston as well. So one off the right, one off the left, immediately gone. And then Ethan O'Connor goes down with a season-ending injury. Thomas Hogarth goes down the world championships with a season-ending injury. Chase Fraser, who missed the entire summer and is still not back to total health. Uh, didn't play in the opening game, so they are really decimated up front on their uh, on their offense. But they still got a victory over San Diego in their opening game, and they still got Matt Vince in the goal. They still got Steve Pariolo patrolling the back end there. So I think they're going to be in the mix. They're going to be okay. Uh, they're definitely not where they were a year ago, and it's going to take some time to kind of replenish that that front end. But uh, they'll still be a team to contend with, and. Again, when you got 48 between your pipes, uh, you got a chance to win on yeah. any given night. He's that good. Dane, Dane Smith 
uh, one of the most athletic righties. Um, I, was he was he not the NL MVP in the last four like three or four years ago? I mean, he yeah, he he, he broke uh, he finally broke Ethan Iannucci's uh, goal scoring record, uh, which stood at seventy two. I think he put up seventy six that year, uh, which is just. <laughs> 76 goals in a year. I, I don't know, man. Like I, I'd be happy with uh, with six, uh, personally. But uh, it's it's crazy to think that he did that. He did win the MVP that year, set uh, set some big time records. But I think over the last you know couple of years, with the amount of talent that he's had surrounding him, with Josh Byrne and, and Johnny, yeah. like I mentioned, and yeah. and Corey Small and all these guys, he's become more of a team offensive oriented guy instead right. of I'm going to put the team on my back right. kind of guy and and his numbers dropped off a little bit but he's still very effective and, and still very productive yeah this guy is so quick he he just gets so yeah quick. like everybody knows the move that he's gonna do yeah and he can still beat you with it yeah it's true and then they got uh, another St. Catherine's product Corey Small mm, the captain all the yeah. guy um, yeah. the shooter you know he's like got one of the I, I i named a shot the palace pump you know what you know what that is the palace pump palace now pump. are we talking uh gaylord palace here no uh, we're talking, johnny uh, johnny palace I, I just noticed that back when he was still a junior and he was winning championships of the nighthawks he would always hard pump a low shot oh yeah yeah lift okay. up and shoot it over the top and sometimes yeah. go far high sometimes pull it near he probably learned it from Corey Small. I just happened to first see it, so I just I needed to call it something. Yeah, Corey Small. Corey Small is unbelievable at that shot. Yeah, yeah, very, very good at that shot. Another guy that was very good at that shot, Derek Malowski, uh, Kurt's younger yeah. brother. Uh, really good at that uh, sell, sell low, I'm going low, I'm going sidearm, and come back over the top with it. Uh, that really confuses goaltenders. So the Palace pump, I don't mind that. Uh, I, might, I might steal that, just so you know. It's a decent little, uh, decent little name, right? Might take that one. Uh, Josh Byrne, um, so quick, so athletic, so big. Um, you know, plays plays in the PLL. Was one of the best lefties in the league. Yeah. Um, is a go to the goal guy who can shoot it also. Um, really had one of the most beautiful sort of uh, redodging. I would call it a backhand pump redodge that he did against uh, San Diego, where he kind of. You know, if you if for those listeners out there, every almost every time a Canadian goes underneath on a two-man game or just underneath, <laughs> they start bat, they start faking their backhand, they start yeah. pumping their backhand, and it, it kind of holds the, the switch a little bit. It holds sliders and it hesitates their guy, and he's a master of that move. It's just a fun guy to watch, and he goes airborne like none other. Yeah, I'm still trying to former number one overall pick by the Bandits as well, Josh Byrne. Um, phenomenal player and a kid that I watched up uh, playing junior through New West. And uh, he's pretty much a transplanted American now. I think he spends all his time in, in Buffalo because it's a nice central hub for everything that he's got going on in his career. But uh, I, I'm still trying to come up with a name for Josh Byrne. Like, I like to have nicknames for kind of the best of the best in the game. And I think Byrne is, is in that conversation, but I haven't really been able to, to manufacture a, a name that I think is going to stick with him yet. So I'm, uh, I'm working on that. I'm open to suggestions for Byrne, but he's yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I, I, I'm thinking something with fire, the burn. I, but I, I still haven't quite uh, got there yet with that one. So if you got any uh, suggestions for me, let me know. But uh, he's one of my favorite players to watch. Huge Josh Byrne fan. 
and um, he's a good follow on social media as well. He's got he's got a great personality and really engages with the fans. And of course, uh, the former number two pick in the draft, uh, Chris Cloutier. Yeah, he really put North Carolina on his back in twenty six. Sure did. He um, sure did. Nine goals in the semifinal, and I mean, he was just off the charts. Um, how's how's Clute's point? Well, I, it's funny you mentioned. I uh, just had the goat uh, John Tavares on the podcast a couple of weeks ago, Jamie, and, and we brought up Chris Clute. Of course, Philadelphia drafted him second overall, and then, and then giving up on him like halfway through the season. Fitness is a bit of an issue for for Clute. You know, he's he's a bigger frame that that carry around a little extra weight and. And uh, I don't think that sat too well with, with Coach Day. And, and I think it took Chris getting traded to kind of get the message that, hey, like I'm playing pro lacrosse here and taking care of my body is, has got to be a priority. And Buffalo's had him on a pretty strict regiment. They've monitored him for, for the last six, eight months. And apparently he's in great shape now. Uh, Tavares was super happy with the way that he played in, in game one. They like the way he's fit into that team as well. And listen, you don't get drafted in the National Cross League at the number two hole without being a really, really good player. And Chris Cloutier is definitely that. I think you just need to kind of grow up a little bit. And yeah. uh, I think the message has been sent. And uh, look out now. Like, I, I think that was two first-round draft picks to get Cloutier. And I think they were very well spent. Might have only been one, to be honest with you. And and I think money well spent. If you got an opportunity to get a second round pick for a first or a second overall pick for a first round pick, that's you take that, right? And and uh, Buffalo knew there was going to need a little time to get him to where they wanted to get him. But I think he's there now, and he's going to be a big part of that team this season. He's interesting too because he's a, he's a great goal scorer, uh, but he's. He's almost more of an American type of a player than a classic Canadian in the sense. I can dig that. Yeah. Yeah. He's a dodger and shooter, kind of more like, you know, Matt Rambo would be rather than an off ball guy, a picker, sure. get the ball out of your stick. I mean, he's got all, he's got a lot of tools, but it's going to be interesting to see how he and Byrne work together because who's, who's setting picks? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's not Corey Small, I can tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> Catch and shoot. All right. Let's talk about the Toronto Rock. Okay, okay. Uh, Toronto Rock. Um, di disappointing year, I would say, for Toronto last year. Um, Schreiber going down, if I recall, and, and he's back to 100% now. And, and um, they've kind of been in transition mode over the last couple of years, going from a much more veteran-laden, older team with guys like Gilbert and – Chapman and Merrill and um, Beerns and some of these older guys have now been kind of phased out of that team. They've injected some youth. They got a good core there. Challen Rogers to me, and, I, and I'm not saying this because he's a former Adnac or, or whatever. This guy is special, man. And I think when it's all said and done, he is he's going to be a Hall of Famer. He's going to be in the record books. He's going to be one of the, the greatest to ever play. I think he's that good. He's the captain of the Rock now for I think this is going into his second or third season as the C. That's that's no that's that's no slight honor to be named the captain of the Toronto Rock and especially at his age. So he he's been named the MVP of the MSL, the Major Series League, as a transition player, wow. and he's led the league in scoring as well. <laughs> so 
He could easily play offense in this league, but he's so valuable as a defender and in the transition role as well that I think he gets caught in between. Like, he's a guy that will play defense and transition, but then be on the point of the power play for Toronto. So, if I'm starting a franchise right now, I'm heavily considering Challenge Rogers being my first selection. That's how much I think of his game. The foundation. Yeah. Let's let's talk a little bit about Tom Schreiber. I mean, he – one of the few Americans who has is now starring in this league um, and probably just still on a massive learning curve in, 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 a, in a trajectory of improvement. Yeah, for sure. He's not going to get any, any worse, right? Like he's only going to get better, I think at the box game and, and for a guy to kind of pick it up as quickly as he did. And, and listen, I think, as quickly as he picked up the game, I think the rest of the league has started to pick up what Tom Schreiber likes to do as well. And you're going to find that kind of chess game a little bit of, okay, now you know I'm going to do this, so I'm going to do this. And we know that you're going to do that, so we're going to do this. And it's a little give and take there, right? Um, but he took the league by storm, and, and people were saying best player on the planet, indoor, outdoor, field, box. Uh, Tom Schreiber, Superman, Captain America, whatever you want to say about it. I think you got to pull that back a little bit. Because of that, I think guys are starting to figure out what Schreiber does, and, and it's not going to be as easy as it was for him in his first year, but still just an unbelievable player. Like, I, what was he, the third or the fourth-ranked best player in the PLL? I think he's – Second. Yeah, second. So uh, I, I'd put him in top 15 in the NLL I'm not I'm not ready to go best player on the planet by any means but he's a sensational but really entertaining to watch as well like so he, let me ask he you does this. he does things that that nobody else can do yeah I think he is a lot like Lyle I don't think yeah. he shoots it as well but I think he is a playmaker and a, and, and a penetrator um who's got who's an unselfish player too um I think I think the shooting is the thing that's going to take him a little a little a little bit longer to you know like all Americans that haven't played a lot of box um Mm. it takes a little bit of time um but man if he gets his shooting watch out but but you said the league's going to kind of finish him uh, figure him out what are some examples of like what do you see that that you would do well that's sort of shut downable or that's repeatable yeah, I mean, uh, for just the shooting tendencies, for one, right? Goaltenders will, now that they got tape on him, will realize, okay, when he drops his stick down, he's he's looking to bounce far side. Or if he's yeah. coming across the top of the crease, this is what he likes to do, fake far side and come back to the short side. You'll yeah. get a book on him, right? And and defenders will yeah. will learn, okay, when he sets, when I know a pick's coming to the inside, he likes to set me up with a little juke to the left before he goes right. Or when, when an up seal's coming, I know he likes to tuck his stick across his body and dodge to the left. So they'll – coaches and, and players are way too smart to not figure things out on guys. But until you have a season of tape on a guy, yeah, it's tough to figure out. And, and so, again, but Tom is also a smart guy, right? So yeah. he'll start to learn, okay, now he, now he knows I'm going to do this, so I'm going to do this instead. And, and it's just a constant um, – evaluation of each other really yeah no doubt I mean I think um the shooting piece is is kind of what I alluded to and I think that's the probably the biggest book because I, I I think that the rest of it you know he's it's it's it comes pretty naturally to him you know he's, sure yeah and, and by the way he he could probably play the lefty side if he needed to 
that's 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 impressive for sure. Yeah, I don't want to see Tom Schreiber back playing defense though, because I don't uh, I don't think anybody wants to see that. <laughs> and that's it. To me, that's the difference. With you mentioned, you kind of correlated him to Lyle, and that's you know on the offensive side of the floor, sure. Do not get Tom Schreiber on the defensive side of the floor. Lyle Thompson back there, fill your boots. I have no trouble with that because I know he's going to do his job. Um, let's talk about another righty pickup this year. In we alluded to him earlier with the patented swim move. Right, mm-hmm. dangerous Dan Dawson. Yeah, yeah. I I got all day for Dan Dawson and and probably my favorite lacrosse player to talk lacrosse with is, is Dan Dawson. I've got so much respect and, and time for him. Um, and that's just as a human being and, and having a conversation with him. And and then you get him out on the floor. By the way, Dan Dawson, the all-time leading scorer as a right-hander in National Lacrosse League history and just eclipsed 1,400 points uh, last weekend for Toronto. He's played for a bunch of different teams, did it against one of his former clubs in San Diego. Uh, but this guy is, I think, in year 19 yeah. <laughs> in his career – Still putting up points. I thought in his opening game was probably the best player for the Rock. And I, like, I don't know if he's going to slow down anytime soon. And he can very well uh, just just keep going here with, and then racking up points. So he's 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 been an innovator and he's the ultimate leader. And, and just like I said, you know, John Rogers starting a team, I might start with him. Dan Dawson, if he's still going, is my captain. Yeah. I saw this piece on him recently. Uh, about him and, and the firehouse he works at and mm. how he decided that the opportunity to be there for somebody on their worst day uh, was what motivated him to go. Yeah, he went through a fire himself when he was that's young, right. right, with his family. Yeah. And, and that's what kind of watching those guys uh, kind of help save his house and, and get him out of danger um, really inspired him to become a, a firefighter. So uh, that's and, and, you know, like you can only imagine he's probably going to go on to be a, a captain or a chief one day as well. No doubt. Got to mention uh, Latrell Harris, a former uh, uh, teammate of my son's. I grew up yeah. with Latrell. They were both 98. Yeah, and um, Latrell actually lived at my house for a year. No. And uh, played at Mountain Vista High School for the late, great okay. Jay Herman. Yeah. And uh, was – He's one of those guys, remember we were talking about, um, I mentioned um, the cyborg, Graham Hossett can run with people and at the same time pick them up and throw them. Yeah. Michelle Harris is like the only other guy that I've really seen do that <laughs> on a regular basis. Yeah, the Eltrin, uh, a guy that was, was drafted at a very young age, like uh, he was still two years left in junior and, and this is a guy that uh, made the, the national team for Team Canada's uh, like a 20-year-old. And and Toronto, I can't remember exactly where they got him. I want to say third or fourth round they drafted the Terrell Harris. Kind no, of he was like a like, 12th pick. Okay, my bad. So I think they knew what they were getting there. I, I didn't really know anything about him when he when he got drafted, but the fact that they would select the kid that early at that age yeah. kind of gave me an idea that uh, he was going to be special. And, and not many many guys make Team Canada at that age as well. So huge bright future ahead of uh, Harris, and he's, he's only going to get better for sure. Yeah, he's a freak of an athlete. All right, let's talk about the expansion Rochester Nighthawks. Yeah, uh, so I I think Dan Carey has done a fantastic job 
assembling this team with with the youth, uh, with veterans, with athletic guys, with uh, role players, goalies. He's been very calculated on how he's built this roster, and they got off to a very tough start against Georgia. They got they got hammered pretty good on their home floor. Um, but I, I like the makeup of this team. I think it's going to take a little time for these guys to kind of gel together. When you throw six, seven, eight guys on an offense together and they haven't played together for a long before or even ever, it takes a long time to kind of figure each other out. And I think that's what you're going to see in Rochester. It's just going to take some time for those guys to figure it out. But they got a lot of talent up there. And uh, I like the, the makeup of their team. I think Dan Carey's done a great job. A lot of Peterborough Lakers on this team. And and what do they do, Jamie? Yeah, they, they win. win a lot of championships. They win. Cole Catoni played at Hopkins, um, has really developed into an amazing box lacrosse player. I mean, I know he must have been great all the way through, but it seems like he has come into his own as an elite shooter, um, particularly unbelievable shooter on the run. I mean, he's a guy you want to set a seal pick for because he'll come over the top and hammer Very them. similar to Chris Kluche, right? Like Katoni yeah. and Kluche, both two guys that are lefties, outside shooters, a little thick, right? You know, like Katoni's never going to get uh, any bodybuilding awards, let's say that. Um, <laughs> but, man, can he bomb it. And one thing about Katoni, I will say, is that he's a bit of a black hole. Like, when, when the ball is in his stick, good chance it's going towards the goal like he's not looking to feed once he catches so um that's something i think he needs to round into his game a little bit but he can he can fire with the best of them and uh, you know he's been pretty successful at it you were talking about dan dawson as uh, one of the leading scorer in the history of the league as a right-hander sean evans can't be too far behind um sean evans another peterborough guy for those of the listeners Google this guy and watch his highlights. This guy is a maestro. I mean, you talk about fluency with the game. Yeah. He's not a big guy. He's listed here as 5'8", 175. That's, that's generous. So that's he's generous, so, Jamie. He's, he's so tough. He is the most tough as it gets. And uh, to do it at his size and what he's accomplished in his career, you want to talk about compete level? Look up that in the dictionary, and there's Sean Evans beside uh, that that phrase. Like th that guy wants to win more than anybody I've ever met, and and really that's what's made him successful. He's got a ton of skill, but the the fire that burns in his belly, the size of his heart, I don't think is matched in the league. Like he, it's crazy how bad he wants it, and, and he lets that get the better of him from time to time. Like he'll take the occasional bad or stupid penalty because of because of that, but he'll make up for it when he gets out of the box and, and he'll go score five against you and, and help his team win. So, um, Sean Evans. I, Is there a I more creative player in the league than, than Sean Evans, other than maybe Dan Dobie, which we'll talk well, about next. But. Yeah, I mean, just the way he gets it done. Like, yeah, I, It's incredible. Yeah, I, I, it's still a little mind-boggling to, to think about all the championships he's won, all the points and goals and assists that he's gotten at the size that he is and and everywhere he goes he wins so um to to get sean evans out of the expansion draft name him your captain or or and, and be your leader is that's what you want going into expansion team because that guy is going to pull the rope and everybody else is going to to follow along behind him
The Philosophy Podcast is made possible in part by the JM3 Video Assessment Tool. There is no question that video is critical to player development. One way or another, your son or daughter must utilize video to learn their game and the game. To learn more, see video testimonials, or register, go to www.jm3sports.com forward slash video right now.